Welcome to another episode of the Reason to the Whole podcast with Tolly Talks. Arnold Reasons and a very special guest today, Claire Coaches. Welcome, Claire. Welcome Thank aboard, you for Claire. joining us. Excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Thank so, you. A bit of context about Claire. Claire and I went to Bible school together. Um, she went to the campus in the north, I went to the campus in the south. And then a few years ago, um, we actually went on what's called a vision trip. So the Bible school we go to is originally American. And so we actually went back to the kind of the home base in America um, and got to spend almost a week together. And it was a really awesome week for me. Um, getting to meet Claire, getting to hang out, um, getting to see a lot of stuff out there. And Claire may, maybe doesn't know this, but one of the things that really struck me about Claire was kind of her story and her journey. Um, so she was like relatively new to faith at the time and then she jumped into Bible school, which was like, for me, I was like, whoa. And then she was talking about, you know, the different things she was thinking of doing and just the commitment that she had for me was just like, this is crazy awesome. I'm excited to see where it's going. And then kind of two, three years on now, we were having a chat the other day because um, Claire keeps adding me to these WhatsApp groups that are for another person <laughs> called Tolly. <laughs> it was all and, for a reason. It was yeah, all for a reason. It all led here. Uh, Claire was just explaining a bit about, you know, what she's doing now. Um, I'm being deliberately ambiguous because I think it's going to be so much better coming from Claire. But yeah, she was explaining what she's doing now and I was like, yo, people need to hear about this because it's so interesting. So Claire, welcome. And uh, yeah, tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, so where to start, you know, because yeah. this could take a while. <laughs> 45 now, there's a few years. Um, so yeah, no, it's an absolute pleasure to be on here. And, and I and um, Arnold, when you said earlier, when I mentioned that EFT thing, and you said, well, you know, th this yeah. is some of the stuff that I do as a coach for Christians is just the worst kept secrets in the world so I love the opportunity to talk about where it comes from mm. and mm. you know how it helps people and so like you said Tolu I'm new to, um, I say I'm relatively new to faith still I'm still only five years saved or five and a half years um, I gave my life and prior mm. to that for 38 years I was um, a law of attraction coach in, in London or a uh, Wow. you know a kind of neuroscience it was all about neuroscience and um sort of education around um psychoeducation and how our brains work how our body works and how mm. things are mapped and coded and things like that so it, i started to study neuroscience quantum science um how we're made up how the world makes i've always been fascinated with life why do people live the way they live why do they mm. think the way they think why do they attract what they attract because I was always called fall on your feet booty because my, my previous name was boot boot so they were like mm. fall on your feet booty because I've always been known to be the lucky one you know and but people don't look at the amount of money and time you spend on rewiring your mind you know on in in that kind of aspect of attracting what you attract so for mm. years for for years I coached people secular in the secular world on how to get what they wanted you know how to get out of depression and anxiety and how to really start manifesting what they wanted and then mm. um I, I often say in my testimony I, I, f I feel now when I look back a bit like Apostle Paul because a lot of my clients that came to me depressed and anxious and really not living great lives were um Catholic you know were religious people that were wow. coming 
with all of these real problems and i used to think who yeah, is yeah. this god what are they doing you know what's he doing <laughs> for these people you know and and i and i used to go out of my way to say you really need to drop this god thing you know like just leave wow. it already you know it's much better in this world over here and so i used yeah. to really go out and persecute and try and persuade people you know it's not a good thing and it was amazing because i i got invited by one of my very good friends to cherish in leeds um in 2016 and i went to judge you know i went to do it right you guys you're all wow. you're all wrong and <laughs> you know i'm a therapist and i know what you lot think and things like this yeah. and um and i went and and i met christians that love god i met personal relationship with jesus christians and i just i was saved that weekend you know from that to that wow. it was like the road to damascus it was like i was spoken yeah. to loud and clear and um and and that was it from then on in and i'm an all or nothing person anyway so i was all in you know i so mm. so the, the kind of story is that i spent uh, i think my last tax return i worked out i spent 36000 pounds on courses neuro neurological reimprinting wow. cognitive reimprinting coaching neuroscience anything i walked on coal in america you know yeah mindset wow. stuff you know everything <laughs> if it was on i did it and um i spent years just training searching on you know because it, it just never no matter how much i learned and no matter what i got it never fulfilled me of course now i know why but it, it was you always needed more there must be more and of course the more you look at the universe and who we are and how we function the deeper you go the less you understand <laughs> so it's just like yeah, what's yeah. going on here <laughs> so i spent a lot of money on courses and then of course um god just spoke and said go to bible college he he literally when i was saved my practice shut down clients stopped coming i didn't i didn't wow. i was i had no desire or passion to do any of it which hurt because it was a good 10 years and a lot of money of doing my business you know yeah. but god said you know jesus said drop drop everything learn who i am you've got to know who i am and and i didn't yeah. know at the time that was to come back and do coaching with christians i thought he just wanted me to drop everything and follow him but in hindsight now my practice is full and uh, getting fuller mm. now i realize that he he all of the stuff the grace he he brought me to him on the the courses the education all of that that he did with me prior to being a christian was all for a very very good reason you know um and then i found mm. out it was all in the bible and i was quite bitter because <laughs> i thought i'm really upset that it cost me that much money to learn something i could have learned in the bible so it was uh, quite an interesting journey <laughs> wow that's amazing i was amazing. the annoying one in rama you know when when you're saying what what you judge what you judge out will be judged back to you what you measure out will be and i'm like I know that that's the law of attraction you know everyone's looking at me like what's that about <laughs> sorry so yeah that's a bit of the story <laughs> it's it's amazing because i think the last i heard of your story it was when you were like i'm shutting down everything to do this church thing and i'm like whoa and so then when you were like oh i'm seeing clients i'm like wait what like how did we get you know from there you know back yeah. to here so that's mm, that's really awesome yeah. to hear kind of how it came back around and you're doing yeah. you're doing kind of what you love yeah yeah oh, it and is so... it is no go on go on. no i was just going to say what fascinates me is that you know you know in london or in the south when you're trying to run a business especially a coaching business i spent thousands on marketing thousands mm. you know magazine articles and radio articles and things like that just to try and get clients in and it was hard you know i mean it was it was an all right practice but it was hard now i haven't yeah. marketed 
one bit and I just literally I get a vacancy guard another one send me another one which one do you want this time and then and yeah. I get an email the next day it's like he just sends wow. the ones he knows he's wow. working through me to to do yeah. what he needs yeah. to do with them and that fascinates me no more marketing costs which is always a wonderful <laughs> thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is amazing I just have I've got so many questions so many questions I think probably for me one of the things I was going to ask about was so you spoke about was it the weekend when you went to Cherish was it Cherish yeah yeah so what what was it that actually took you there because you said was it your friend when your friends invited you yes yeah she invited me on the basis there was Prosecco it was in Leeds <laughs> and, and um and she said you could come and meet these Christians so she'd been saved about a year before and yeah. um and and and, she, and I was just and we'd had many a nights where I was just because I'm very um I'm good with communication so she didn't stand a chance I was very persecuted and that's just ridiculous yeah. and unfortunately yeah. she hadn't had a good time since she'd been saved there was everything was going wrong for her and I was like see I told mm. you you know and I just didn't get it and she said oh just come away for the weekend with me we don't have to go to any of the just come and meet some people come and help me you know as a friend mm. so I said you mm. know I'll go and check out these people let's go see what's going on here you know and it was all women yeah. so I thought that's a great thing you know 7,000 women it was wow. at the time wow. yeah so it's cherished like a women's retreat then it was yeah it's a women's conference at Life Church in um, Leeds right okay yeah so right, right, have, right. it was 7,000 people at 7,000 women at the time um yeah yeah so it's an amazing place it's it's so interesting hearing it because for me I'm thinking about like some of the difficulty that some of the difficulty that some of us may feel when we're speaking to friends who aren't necessarily Christians and trying to bridge the gap between where they are and where obviously we want them to be within God's kingdom and I think it's so interesting even just the start of that little transition for you with somebody inviting you to come to what was a women's retreat over a weekend and how Mm -hmm. God used that moment where you were so convinced that you were that all these people are crazy they just didn't know what they're talking about and all of that kind of stuff but yeah. that was what god used to completely change the direction of your life yeah. and it's just seeing the power of inviting people to even the things that might seem trivial the things that seem so common and normal to us on a day-to-day basis but True. how that could literally be something that connects someone with where god's really taking somebody yeah so i think that's really yeah. really really dope yeah it really it really is and you know uh, it was an atmosphere to have for me to have a personal encounter with jesus you know which Mm. is different to the knowledge people try and give you about jesus and the bible Mm. you know i had a personal encounter with him and nothing ever can argue with that you know it's just Mm. so up until then all i'd seen is you know often i think even now as a christian i think the biggest problem we've got as christians shining bright being the soul is christians you know we, we, we're so is it, it's just come on let's be fresh have an encounter like so yeah. many knowledge so much knowledge about the bible so much knowledge about god but knowing him is the problem mm. we've got i think out there you know and that's what i did that week and i met him face to face personally <laughs> and uh mm. and he and he and you know when you're when you've spent that long searching because i'm a real searcher and when you've spent that long that much money i'd also prove to myself you know i had my mercedes i had my hundred grand a year i'd i'd left my children i'd left my husband i'd done everything that i thought i needed to chase to be happy whatever that thing mm. is I proved to myself for 38 years, no matter what I do, I'm not going to get that happiness. And when it hit me mm. that day, that that heart, that God 
addiction that everyone's trying to find i found it you yeah. know and and yeah. that to me is undeniable I, and so when i'm it's the power of the testimony isn't it you know when you when you <laughs> really experience it so yeah it was amazing mm. so i think one one of the things that i also wanted to find out about is as a new Christian at the time, like what was that journey kind of like for you? And even the, you know, dropping the business and then how did you get back into picking it back up? Like, what did that look like for you as you were walking through? Mm. I think because I'd, I, I'd never, I'd never experienced church life, church people or the Bible. You know, I'd, I'd use the Bible once, I think as a doorstop in a hotel while I was you know, <laughs> trying to get out or something. So I, I didn't even know it existed. So mm. it, it was yeah. for me, it was saved and I realized he was real. It wasn't like I didn't believe in God because in the law of attraction, God's real to everyone. Oh, I believe in God, mm. I'm spiritual. You know, but I was like, so the first thing I, I really struggled with was why does this Jesus fella need to be involved? <laughs> like, who's he anyway? <laughs> um, yeah. and, and, I, and that first initial bit is like, you know, that that bit. But mm. clearly it was just stop doing everything. Learn about my church, learn about my kingdom, go and spend time with Christians. And that was very mm. clear. So within a year, I'd given up my business and gone to work full time. Me and my husband worked out, well, so, so I lived in Northampton when I was saved. So me and my, I went home. I said, we need to move to Bolton. And he said, what? Where, where's Bolton? I said, it's up north somewhere. <laughs> God told me we need to go to Bolton. He went, all right then. My husband's amazing. He just, he, he's like one of these men who's like, okay, let's try it. Let's go. You know, so. So wait, was he Christian at the time? Job. Or he wasn't no, Christian? No, he's not. Wow. Well, he wasn't. So, but what he didn't tell me at the time. So he was brought up in Northern Ireland and his dad was Catholic, mum Protestant. And he'd had fighting, okay. years and years of fighting and that that kind of religious um and he was saved when he was 17 born again when he was 17 but he'd never mm. mentioned that to me ever and i'd already known him you know five years so he hadn't mentioned so it Whoa. wasn't a shock to him that i'd given my life because he knew yeah. it, and he didn't ask any questions really he was like oh, okay yeah let's go <laughs> you know so <laughs> within three months and i am known for this but within three months we'd packed up our house rented it out and rented another one up here and we, we'd moved up you know and i was like yeah, yeah. straight into king's church but um, but that's how we just managed to start afresh. It was like a new place, a new area. I gave up my business. He was still earning. Um, and, I, and then we worked out that we had enough money for me to go and volunteer in church full time for a year. Uh, but then I'd have to find something. So I, we packed up everything. He carried on working. And I just went into King's Church in Bolton and said, right, use me. What, what, what do you want me to how do? Did you pick I just want to learn everything. Sorry. How did you pick that church? Because that's not even it was church the church nearby. Yeah. No, the lady who invited me to cherish went to that church. Right. Right. So so I wow. knew of it and I knew of okay. Bolton. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't like a random, you know, pin in the map type thing. It was there was <laughs> yeah. connections there somewhere. <laughs> but but me and Lindsay always joked we remain friends we've been friends twenty five years and we only remain friends for twenty five years because there was two hundred miles between us. You know, we were not those friends that can spend a lot of time together. Yeah. So I, it wasn't that. It was like I've, I've got to come up here. It was a real call, you know, like a real I've got to go to Bolton. You know, mm. and so we came up here and then I just threw myself into church and Rayma pretty much at the same time you know wow. um just yeah. amazing journey talk about un being undone on every level <laughs> you yeah. know <laughs> yeah wow. 
Yeah. And so, random yeah. question. So, do you think, like, your husband, do you think he'd been praying for you to get saved? Or do you think it no. was, like... No, no, he was not religious at all. No, because my, my husband was against against Christianity as much as I was. We were both real, right. a, you know, yeah. like, we're not just atheists. Yeah, yeah. We're real, real strong atheists, you know? Mm. But he, when he was saved, he was um, in Northern Ireland. And he, he was set 16, I think. And he said he heard the youth pastor say, don't... You've been fighting again. Get out. You're a waste of space. We're not doing anything with you anymore. And um, yeah, he was heartbroken yeah. and he went and joined the Navy and then went to Afghan and Sierra Leone and saw nasty things and just thought and just left God behind, really. So yeah. um, f- so he walked a very dark path. He would admit himself, his testimony. He walked a very dark path for a very long time. And when I met him, he was an interrogation officer for Tri-Service. So he was in a really dark place, you know. Um, yeah. So so. We were both NLP experts. I met him trying to help people. He met people. He's using NLP to, to manipulate people. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like light comes to darkness, I think it was. Wow. But, yeah, but none of us were saved and none of us ever considered being saved. We were all law mm. of attraction. Let's just create a great life. And why aren't we still happy yet? Because it's not working. Wow. You know, what's this? It's not working. So yeah, mm. yeah. And then, so I spent that year in church and then it, it was coming to the end of that year and I was starting to get, I didn't shut my website down and I was starting to get client inquiries. I'm a Christian in, I got a Christian from J- Japan email me. I'm a Christian wow. in Japan. Um, I suffered chronic abuse <clears throat> when I was a child. I've seen your website. Can can I come, can I see you? And so I, I by accident, built my business back up on Zoom because most of my clients are American or in Europe or, mm. or Japan or Australia. Yeah, because EFT out there, or kind of this, what we'll talk about is is with Caroline Leaf work that she's done yes. in America yeah. on neuroscience and all of that. Christians aren't scared when they hear EFT. You know, they're not yeah. like in, yeah. in England. There's still a little bit of energy psychology. I'm not sure about that, so we'll have to talk about that because I've got to make that and clear. <laughs> just for the benefit of the listeners, I know you told me before yes. we came on. Can you define yeah. what EFT is again, please? Yeah, yeah. It stands for emotional freedom technique. And a lot of people refer it to the, as the tapping technique. The tapping technique. Okay. You tap. <laughs> it's the weirdest <laughs> therapy in the world. I must admit, it is the weirdest tell therapy us a in bit, the world. Tell us a bit more about yeah. that, actually. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 became, I was like obviously an NLP pra- uh, practitioner, master, doing all the life coaching, law of attraction stuff. And I started mm. to notice that people were, their emotions and their feelings were getting in the way or, and, and creating all sorts of irrational blocks for us to get w- done what we could do on a conscious mm. level. You know, so I, I remember Googling getting emotions out of the way, therapy, you know, like, mm. I didn't know. And this emotional freedom technique came up and that was 15 years ago now. And it was based on, back then we didn't, the results were astounding for PTSD. It was based on PTSD. So um, a lot of veteran work in America. And what it is, back then we really didn't understand what it was, but now we understand it as somatic psychology. It works on the body coded and stored memory of trauma and and things Mm. so what the conscious mind can't handle the body stores basically so what you're doing when you're doing eft that's why i specialize in trauma and unconscious therapies is because you can talk you know counseling cbt things that are very logical and conscious Mm. you can you can rationalize and rethink it and box it and understand it but EFT works on the clients that come through and say, hey, I've been in counseling 20 years. I still, 
I know everything. I know what my dad did. I know what I've been through. I understand it. Don't make me talk about it mm. anymore. I still feel suicidal. I'm still self-harming. I'm still in pain mm. emotionally. Please help me. And that's where we've learned only in the last 10 years that the body stores and codes what we can't handle. Hence the reason somebody who, a man might look at them funny and they do that at work. And it was 25 years mm. ago their dad abused them because the body mm. will always try and keep us safe and it's like a cycle of stress response to what they haven't healed, what they haven't then mm. healed and EFT is a way to reach that body encoded stored memory um, and it's it blows my it's fascinating what I didn't know mm. is how on earth does that link with my new faith because mm. when you yeah, say yeah. energy psychology and Christianity <laughs> they just you know, start casting like, demons ah! out absolutely yeah 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 but it but it's ironic because i do get a lot of referrals from people that are with non-christian eft practitioners and they come to me as a christian because i don't think it's about the technique right. any therapist use it's about the the what the faith i stand on you know yeah. it's about what you know because you can do eft and invite all spirits in you know if you if that's what you were doing but you can get mm. people with wrong suggestive um people preaching on the on the stage and if if they're uh, uh, suggestible to the power of what they're saying then it's going to influence you know so it, it's, it's about what mm. i believe in people know they're getting a christian eft practitioner which is and you know we pray before we start we pray when we end and it's a very different experience you know mm. so, so but i can talk does, about hours about eft like? what, what is that because um, it still sounds for me i'm a bit like okay but what is that like what does that mean like how does it work Mm. yeah yeah well it works like a, a like a counseling session i guess but it's it, so it's not but it's less of eft is more less of the talking about the past more about addressing how you feel about it now so you know if you're in a counseling session i'll say how did you feel then let's go back let's talk it through let's understand it mm. i would be um okay what's the problem i'm so you know i'm self-harming or to, to be honest a lot of my clients because now i'm fully christian practice a lot of my clients love god they know the word of god they they're, mm. they're really in faith for god actually but mm. they're stuck in this flesh mm. trauma that they cannot mm. get out of and so they're still acting in a lot of what the bible tells us the flesh the consequences of being in mm. flesh is but mm. they love god and they have faith for god and in this this conflict and so a, an hour would be always addressing that symptom okay what is what's the symptom of today okay well i keep i keep really abu like abusing my wife for example but you're a christian mm. okay and then looking at the gap in between that and saying okay how do you feel when it happens where and then mm. as you're tapping what happens is the weirdest thing you'll see is the only thing me and my clients can ever ever describe it as is it it brings you from flesh into spirit you know where it says god speaks spirit spirit it's like mm. they go from this to and the Holy Spirit ministers. Have you ever heard of Sozo mm. therapy? You yeah. know, it reminds I've me a lot of I've heard of it, but Sozo. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of Sozo. It's like, what we what we understand with EFT is that when you're tapping, all that's happening is that physiologically, it is literally um, the amygdala, you know, the fight, flight, and freeze reaction. Yeah. The, the part of the brain, the amygdala, is the primal brain and it triggers fight flight and freeze when you're in a, sh a shock state okay so what's happening when you're say pre-12 so so what happens is pre-12 what happens with trauma or abuse whatever the fight flight and freeze is constantly being triggered and you're in this high state of um 
of uh, fight, flight and freeze, as, as in adrenaline surges, cortisol surges, and your whole body is overcome with irrational thinking. You've got to run, you've got to freeze, you've got to fight. But what happens with mm. that is if that is coded and stored as unsafe, as an adult, someone comes along that mm. reminds you of it or triggers it, mm. and you go straight back mm. into that irrational thinking. And so what I'm trying to find when I'm working with a client is the irrational part of that behavior and then trying to process it, trying to make them feel safe in the now so that they can process it. And that's basically trauma-informed therapy. We try, we've, we understand now that if, if, if trauma happens and you're still living in the trauma, you can't seem to get out of it, what's happening is the body saying, I need to heal. I haven't healed this yet. I still mm. feel very unsafe. I still, and, and what it's trying, and, and this is like, this, this is what I experienced in church. You know, when you're crying and you you go down with the Holy Spirit and you're shaking and that, it's a similar thing that happens. I still don't know why it won't, it won't release in church when they're in prayer. I don't know. I don't know how they can't position themselves on their own, but it seems mm. to take them from a very adrenaline surged flesh type, like a human self into relaxing them physiologically so they can sort of position to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit and then, then he ministers, you know, and it, and it just, it produces things that they can't seem to get to on their own. Mm. But, you know, with EFT, what you're doing is you're, a lot of the time, what you're doing is you're confess like a lot of therapy and CBT, you're trying to change the thinking around the problem. Mm. Mm. With with EFT, you're confessing the problem, saying, even though I am, I, I, I abuse my wife, I, I do this horrible things, I deeply mm. and completely trust who I am in Christ. I deeply and completely trust him. And what we're doing is mm. we're saying, what I'm trying to do is get people to stop fighting their problems you know people they mm. feel so much shame and guilt for thinking what they think that actually let's just come together confess it out and tap it out and it's it tends to just release it and then it's, it's like a physiological release of pain so that the holy spirit can do what he does and it, it it's producing so many um people out of depression and delivering them from trauma and all sorts of things so many times it's, it's wonderful to see but as far as what it looks like, it's usually an hour and they do as many sessions as they need to get rid of what they come with, really, to be honest. Mm. And so from what you've described as well, so they would have the set, they'll have an hour session, for example, yeah, in which yeah. they're talking through what the problem is, like you mentioned. Yeah. And yeah. tell us a bit more about the tapping part, because I don't know anything about tapping. No, I'm really curious to hear more about yeah. that as well. Yeah. Have you ever heard of, you know, acupuncture? Yes. You know, acupuncture where you put needles in what they call like um, energy points. What acupuncture does is it touches what, what you call the energy points. So, you know, so, you know, if you go for an MRI scan yeah. and you go into the MRI scanner and what the scanner or the magnet's looking for is dense energy vibration so that it can see tumor, diseased cells, okay? So, mm. and you know, you put an ECG on you to see what your heart's doing, it's looking for energy shapes, EEGs mm. for the brain, looking for energy. So everything about us is the flow of energy. And, and that's why mm. some people keep misinterpreting the Holy Spirit as this flow of supernatural. No, he's a man. This is just the, you know, this is energy and this is, so it's, it's the way we're made. If you put, I know it's weird. Like, yeah. I, I, I just start, I'm afraid of those kind of things. Yeah. But, um, so, 
so when you say energy people freak out because they're like no no we can't be talking about energy as a christian i'm just like look if you look yeah, at the basic yeah. physiology of our makeup if i can put your hand under a microscope and i can show you that you are a bundling vibrating cell energy you know that that's what you are that's what we all are mm. and we're connected by that etc so what you're doing when you're doing acupuncture or tapping is that you literally you're as the person speaks they'll tap around certain points like this and and certain points and they're speaking out the problem and what's happening mm. physiologically is it is calming the brain you know the dopamine and the serotonin when you're in an mm. anxious or depressed state you're chemically imbalanced your mm. adrenaline surging cortisol so, so as the adrenaline settles the dopamine and the serotonin balance out as the person calms be still and know I'm god and all of a sudden they're like <sighs> and all of a sudden now they seem to get in touch with what they already knew about god mm. but they've been over here because the devil's using every bit of trauma and insecurity and everything to to just wind them up and keep them in the human nature that they've got instead of being mm. spirit spirit with god and and in the middle is the soul that we're trying to renew so that they can yeah. reposition you know and so i work with that soul part to get them out the human part into spirit part so god can do what he does best mm. which is to, so they can receive the healing that's there you know mm. that they they've mm. already got every right to receive but um but the tapping part all it's doing is physiologically it's it's stilling them it's just stilling mm. them it's stilling the if somebody's but i do a lot of crisis management so a lot of the time they're either suicidal or they are in a massive anxious state they've been mm. in counseling talking about i mean i love counseling i thoroughly respect counseling i'm a level 3 trained counselor myself um mm. but i've got a, i don't want to hear with all due respect people's stories i want to get them well i'm a results driven maniac you know i'm, I'm like mm. come on like you deserve to live in god's glory let's do this and mm. so i'm i'm more like what's the symptom how do you feel about that so we think about the memory that's traumatizing them that the devil's using to keep them stuck and then we speak mm. it out tap we calm the body whilst they're in that place and then god says hello you can hear me now come on let's do this mm. and it seems to just position them for god to speak loud and clear to them you know the holy spirit to mm. minister and to receive healing and that is i i think there's a mixture of things it's the tapping to address the physiological chemical imbalance it's the mm. confession where two or more come together and it's the mm. i'm not try and put a positive spin on this you do do that mm. behavior it is mm. let's repent let's renew and let's bring in the truth of what's really going on and i think some of them have hardly ever spoke it out because they're being spiritually mm. bypassed all the time no we can't do that and they get bashed with a bible and say the scripture says this and the scripture says that and it's like yeah yeah they know the scripture if they knew this if every christian lived by the scripture we knew we'd we'd be you know we wouldn't need evangelism everyone would be running to us wouldn't they if we all lived out the scripture that yeah. we knew <laughs> so mm. it's mm. about it's about how does it go from the head to the heart how do people You know a lot of people say to me do you think I'm not being healed from my mental illness because of my faith in God and I and I think mm. it's the other way around I say you've got loads of faith in God the problem is your self-worth and the faith in you you know and mm. I know and, and it's it's getting them to accept that we're, none of us are worthy and that's all right because mm. that's why he did what he did mm. you know mm. and so mm. so letting the even being worthy because the problem with the self-help world that's come up in the last 20 years is it gets everyone to focus on themselves and it's a problem mm. You know, the word self mm. is, is the problem. If you focus more and more on us, it's 
it's a problem it's you know worse. yeah mm. it does mm. because we, we we go into our own problems more and more and what we focus on gets bigger you know mm. always will do I think it would be interesting to hear a bit more about, you know, you said about so many of the things that you'd been learning over the years, you realized as you were, you know, getting saved and going through that process, you realized that so many of those things are in the Bible. And that's some of the things that we've actually spoken about on here. So it'd be interesting to hear what you see as someone who's been on both sides, like what are those parallels and where, because it feels like there's an element of twisting or perversion slightly of those things, like the focus on self. So what are the parallels you see, but then the differences that kind of lead people astray? Yeah, Mm. yeah. And God put a book on my heart, Bridging the Gap, actually. You mentioned it early on, so that that, like uh, uh, confirmed that um, about, you know, (laughs) letting, letting, yeah, letting people in the secular world understand that, you know, there's so many parallels in the Bible about how how the laws of the universe work, Mm. um, you know, and, but they've taken Jesus out of it and made it about them. Mm. And that breaks my heart because um, I've been there for so many years. And when it's about us, the the manifesting and the Mm. getting what you want works, absolutely. Because they're just pre-laws of what you measure out, you measure what you think, there you are. You know, Mm. if we judge, we get it back. All of these things that what you put out, you get back is very Mm. much, you know, it's not like God's sort of, sort of up there yeah yeah look, like she's done it he's done it it's it's a law that you know mm. that was pre preset so it works mm. whether you're secular or christian the problem is is that when you're when it's not about um serving it's not about growing fruit for others when it's not about serving others and manifesting the fruit of the spirit to serve the kingdom of god it, it's empty there's nothing there mm. at the end of getting it all you know it, it, it mm. feel it felt just awful because no matter what you get you still feel empty and um mm. you know and i think in the bible it talks about we're building the kingdom of god it gives you eternity it gives you you know what are we what are we doing all this for and it gives you meaning and purpose in that that you were designed personally to do you know i mean mm. everyone's searching mm. for that and so people who are mm. lo- using all these law of attraction and things like that out in the secular world, it's like there's no meaning to it. When you get it, what do you do with it? You know, what what mm. do you do with that? Uh, and I don't know, I don't know. You do meet a lot of secular people who have charities, you know, and they do a lot of things for people. I'd love to know how they feel really in their hearts, mm. you know, mm. because there's a lot of people out there, non-Christians doing a lot of good things. I mean, amazing things serving the world. Um, mm. But I, I've never really had the opportunity to sit and say, how does it feel like? Because I want to explain my story. Like, it, not like I was a nasty person. I, I, you know, gave away and did things, but it still didn't feel the same as when you're doing it for Jesus, because that's what I was mm-hmm. knitted to do. That's what we were all knitted to mm. do, you know, and saving. Mm. It's like that being in the world, but not of the world. It's like I, I can now be in the world and live in the world and see it for what it is. But what we're doing is we're trying to save people because there's an eternity lived. This isn't it. You know, whereas before I was in the world and I thought this was it. And to be honest, if I look around now, that's really depressing for for many people, no matter how many people you help, you're still not saving for Christ, you know? And, And that's something I wonder because, you know, it's almost like, do you know what you're missing if you've never experienced what you're missing? You know, mm, like mm. it sounds like you know that something is missing, but you can't say what it is because yeah. you're doing all these things, but it's still not 
is still not fitting. Mm. Absolutely. And that's how I explain it. It was like this constant search of of this love, you know, this this content. Mm. So Caroline Leaf explains it, doesn't she, that we're all wired to love. And, mm. and you know, obviously the biggest and the greatest commandment is loving with all your heart, your soul and your mind. And, and I was looking for that. It's like, love what? How do I do that? And, mm. and but, but I couldn't have put my finger on I could not have put my finger on what I was searching for. I all I knew that there was a big void. And no matter what I did or got, there was still this big void and I didn't know how to fill it. And I think mm. that a lot of the people I meet in the world, there's they don't know necessarily what they're searching for, but they're searching, but they don't they I think people have just accepted it's just a you know, sometimes it's just a bit the world's just like this and that's that and, and it's mm. it's suffering and we've just got to put up with it and then we die and mm. I, I couldn't live with that I thought no there's something better there's something different you know um, this mm. can't all be for nothing and mm. that's what drove me and drove me whereas I think people uh, out in the world what I, especially with COVID since COVID's kicked in it's more mm. like is this really it you know is this mm. it mm. Mm. Is this all I've got? This uncertainty of the world, and as darkness gets more dark, you know, mm. people are searching more and more. Whereas I was mm. searching, and I had a good life. You know, as far as as far as the world goes, I was living a really good worldly life. You know, mm. and mm. so it's not like I came to Christ. What I would call as healed in the world as you could be, as mindset goes. You know, mm. so but I was still. <laughs> this isn't it. This can't be it. Whereas what I meet in church is a lot of broken people that haven't renewed their mind yet. So it's a very uh, different, oh, different place, that. you know? Talk about that, please. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like we, we meet a lot of people that they come in and the first thing is to give their life and they do feel it. They've delivered some type, they've redeemed, they love Jesus, they are all in. They start serving, mm. they do everything. But then six months later, they've gone and they're back mm -hmm. to using drugs or they're back to doing something. And, and I'm mm. like, what is that? And you know, God absolutely saves our spirit, but then what, the, if the soul, which is what we we talk about in church, was like, how do we disciple and renew these people, their mm. souls, their minds, their motion and their will to God, to the Bible, so that we don't lose them after this feel good feeling goes, you know, because the world's mm. gonna feed them, the world just starts feeding them again and the enemy gets hold of them. and the foothold is there and it's done and it breaks my heart it really does but mm. i think that i, I think because what what struck me i remember always being in church at the beginning and the pastors were always sort of saying you know you might be depressed you're anxious you're broken you're this you're that and i was sort of thinking I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm all right, actually. Thanks. I mean, I really love you know, Christ, but I'm all right. Like, I just want to serve God. What do you want me to do? You know? Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> Sorry, it's I'm interesting not. because I'm sure that you're not the only person that thinks or feels that way. I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's you know, so interesting yeah. because it sounds like you're talking about in the world, people have almost biblical principles without Jesus. Yeah. But in the yeah. church, yeah. it's like a lot of us have the Jesus but we don't actually have the principles Use. and live those yeah. out and the discipline Absolutely. to kind of, cause what kind of work for you did it take to get to that place? You know, where you said about, you know, when you became a Christian, you were kind of mentally, you were healed and you were whole, you know, and that was yeah. a journey of, I don't know, how long did that take for you to really yeah, get like to that Yeah, like 13 years of, of, yeah, of a lot of secular 
counseling coaching and mindset stuff yeah mm. yeah and like it's a process yeah. to unravel yeah. that and in a lot of ways it's a quicker process when you do it with god but like it's still it's still a process you know absolutely yeah yeah and it sounds like that's kind of as christians maybe what we're not as as good at um mm. even compared to some people in the world because you do see a lot of that positivity and you know all of those sowing and reaping those things like people in the world seem to do that but yeah. sometimes christians we don't yeah mm. yeah yeah i absolutely put it perfectly there and i see it all the time and i just think you know what it does say that we're supposed to live as the light abundantly blessed and favored it's mm. not you know it, yeah absolutely we're not going to not have problems but you know the way we walk through them sometimes doesn't look any different if not worse you know mm, and right. and it's it's interesting because doing i always thought i mean in my 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 childhood I was brought up very military so what looked like depression to others wasn't my depression my hate in the world or trying to make it in the world from quite a dominant father and you know mm. lots going on in my childhood looked for me my depression was outwardly looked great you know i just i was just after success because my dad taught me you better be successful because no one's going to do it for you and just mm. trained me to be hardcore and so i wondered <laughs> so i i had i know it's it was quite beneficial because <laughs> yeah. my success was long term you know, yeah but lots of, as a lots kid, of great worldly sucks. stuff yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so i wonder what would have happened so when i had children really young 18 and 19 and then I left my husband, I had affairs, I drank so much. I mean, my 20s was was nasty. If I look back now, I have no mm. idea who that person was. But mm. I wonder if when I was going through that, if I'd been saved then, I would have been that person then have to have still done 10 years of renewal. But I would have done mm. it in the Bible from the start, you know. But mm. what happened is my corporate company that I worked for at the time said they promoted me to being a sales and marketing director and they said, we need you to go on a coaching course. We need you to be a bit more, you know, nice to wow. people. <laughs> so I was so like, I'm like, if you're not good enough, get out of the way. Get out. And I have red Whoa. hair, so, you know. So, um, <laughs> so it was, they sent me on this coaching course and it was a two week coaching course in Edinburgh, locked in a hotel room. You had to write, write to your five closest people and ask for your obituaries you know and then you had wow. to read them and meditate on your funeral what does your life look like so far and, and anyway i was broken <laughs> this Two is weeks, intense. i was like <laughs> i am a mean person like you know i'm just like i'm shallow and it was yeah. so easy to see i would have if that hadn't happened to me, that was and then so they sent me on that course really expensive course it was quite it was a coaching director's coaching course and i went back and resigned and opened up my company <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to teach people that this needs to be done, you know, so it's quite interesting. But, I'm sure um, that was not I, what they were expected. No, they weren't, no. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't have to pay them back because they didn't get me to sign anything. They never thought in a million years I'd leave. <laughs> but, um, but I realised from then, I was 28 then, and I realised, mm. and so that was a 10-year journey to being 38. Of, mm. uh, every year I was on NLP courses, cognitive repatterning, counselling courses, anything I could go on. And so mm. I healed and forgave i mean there was a lot of forgiveness because i'd left my children i'd left my husband I'd, I'd done all sorts of things wrong nasty wrong i'd walked hand in hand with the devil for a good you know a good 10 years and destroyed my life but i didn't see i didn't even see it and this is why i look at the world and i think they don't even see it like i didn't mm. see it i was just doing the devil's work here on earth and mm. um i didn't see it until that moment and then god worked on me to renew my mind 
in all these quantum it was like sh- i'm showing you my creation before i show you who i am so you mm. can come to me a bit more together so you know and then but then i still had to learn who he was you know mm. so you put it perfectly tolu it it does seem that way it's um we get we get them very broken in church and we've got to figure out how do we get them to renew their minds so that christianity mm. doesn't look like it looks today to the world because sometimes i think you know christianity unfortunately or religion kept me away from christ for far too long because it looks mm. bad so it sometimes looks bad and i think that's a problem you know it's not it's not how we're supposed bad. to look yes yeah. Okay. yeah you go yeah you go no same question you already know it as well so, <laughs> when, yeah when <laughs> This happens sometimes. I like that. Tell us a bit more. Tell us a bit more about. Um, you said it looks bad and stuff like that from the outside. Tell us a bit more about that and what your your perspective was like as somebody yeah. who was looking at Christians and stuff like that from the outside looking in. Yeah, yeah. How was, what was the what yeah. was how bad was the marketing and why? What was it about it? Uh, it, it all seemed depressed and broke, basically. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> I mean, there was no light shining bright. There was nothing yeah. attractive to me to say, I want yeah. what they've got. They, I didn't see peace. Yeah. I didn't see yeah. love. I didn't see gentleness mm. or kindness. I didn't mm. see the fruit of the spirit, you know? I didn't mm. cherish, which is why mm. I gave my life, because yeah. I met Christians that have a personal encounter, a personal um, love and relationship mm. with Jesus. But I think I had a closer look at people's hearts as religion makes it, because they would say, I'm a Christian, and from mm. whatever denomination they came at, you know, you could see the guilt and the shame and the, mm. and they were living out their life in depression and anxiety, poor, broke. So I got a more of an insight to it, I think, than you would usually um, because mm. I was coaching people through things. And then mm. any friends I knew that had it, you know, it just didn't look, it didn't look good. Um, mm. And now I realize, I do realize life, my life from the outside in, some my some of my relatives and my friends are like, what have you done? You've given up your life. Mm. You, you haven't got any money now. You know, my sister's a, like a millionaire in Australia and she says to me, I'll pay for your flights. Come on. Now you're a Christian, you're broke, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll receive that blessing, you know? Thank you very much. <laughs> but it doesn't look good on the outside world sometimes when you give up your whole life and work in church mm. and, you know, but that's, but still people still, when you display peace and kindness and gentleness and joy, I mean, the joy of the Lord's in us, right? And and, mm. and I feel it every day. There's never been a discontent day in my life since I was saved. I'm just wow. full of joy. And if, if I'd seen that in people, that's what I would have been interested in. If mm. I'd seen joy mm. that surpasses understanding of this world, I would have been interested. I would have mm. asked, mm. you know? Mm. Um, mm. But you, you really Christians... have to have a relationship with God for that most Christians don't give up their day job and work in church that's not what most of us no. do right so no. No. that's yeah. also slightly different like okay so yeah. if yeah corporate versus church church isn't going to pay as much True. but most Christians are actually in the marketplace yeah. you know yeah. and lots of us yeah. are still broke so it's kind of like <laughs> how, how does that really work you know True. True. Yeah. True. And, and I think one of my questions as well connected to that is from I guess the experiences that you have had engaging with Christians both I think before you became a Christian and after as well um what do you think it is or why do you think it is that there is that lack of the the real experience of joy peace why there's so much brokenness despite the fact that we are people who identify as Christians like what do you think are some of the things behind that 
Well, I think I think it's that personal relationship with Jesus, isn't it? Versus a Sunday goer who over years mm. has the knowledge of Jesus. You know, it's mm. a very different Rame, I, I don't know. I mean, I love my church. It's absolutely amazing. But I'm not sure if I would absolutely have a personal relationship with Jesus. Now, if I hadn't thrown myself into Rhema, Rhema's everything that did that for me. Because if you get into the world and you build faith in the mm. core of who you are, no one, no one will ever shake that from me. But mm. I'm not sure. Mm. I, would I have built that in Sunday church? Maybe over 10 years. But I think I would have lost it somehow because it's every, you know, it's 30 hours a year. <laughs> mm, yeah. how do you yeah. it, the question is how do we really i mean because some people you meet them don't you and they're full of the joy they're saved it's done how did you mm, how right. did that happen yeah and, and how do we so when when i learned cognitive re-imprinting what we do in the secular world is you pick five people that you admire and, and inspired by and then you write down all their values attitudes beliefs and then you start to mimic them and if you mimic them long enough, you become like them. You know, it's like you become the average mm. of the five people you spend your time with, right? Mm. So I knew that I needed to cognitively re-imprint Jesus on my heart. I knew that mm. if I learn about him, he is going to become, I'm going to become on. like him, you know? Yeah. And that's what discipleship is, right? <laughs> but I don't think people, I, I just don't think Christian, some people have the encounter of love and they just love him. They've met him face to face and that's all they need. But what mm. often might happen is if I had gone, I think if I had gone to study theology instead of Rhema, mm. I could have gone wrong. I could have become academically intelligent about the Bible. Mm. You know, I, I could have, whereas Rhema for me gave me a personal mm. relationship with Jesus. That, that That's yeah. how I, that's how, whereas I, 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 I think there's an awful lot of knowledge about mm. the Bible out there. Mm. And I'm not sure they've met the same Jesus I've met, you know, because it's yeah. like, it, it, it's like that the way it is not saying everything's sorted like you say it's it's not it's not about life being sorted it's about the way we yeah. see it and you know and in the secular yeah. world we're always talking about perception is projection everything we perceive to be true will eventually become reality and that's the mm. law of attraction in itself isn't it and then i read the bible and there's things like as a man think there he is as we measure out it measures back as yeah. we and all these things in the bible i'm like it's the same it, he's saying to us learn who i am and the more you know who i am the more you're just going to see me in your life and then if you see mm. me in your life life's going to be good right that's no matter what good. the circumstances are mm. and that's that's how i think we can get christians to be more but i don't know if i don't i think it's i've been told many a times claire you don't need to go to bible college you know just just the holy spirit will do it the holy spirit mm. does it he's in us he'll do it anyway <laughs> Yeah. you know and it's like no you've got to feed you've got to feed you know and yeah. and it's it's um it's a real struggle between that knowledge and knowing we've got the holy spirit in us and mm -hmm. how do you nurture the holy spirit out as a living how how does that inner man become everything you are bigger mm -hmm. than, mm -hmm. than you were you know mm -hmm. because I, there's not much change from you know when it says die, die to yourself lose your mm -hmm. life and mm -hmm. become you know and, and do for me i mean are people doing that I don't know. I'm, Come I don't on. Say it louder. Say it louder. You know, so I, I just mm. want to cognitive re-imprint Jesus in every heart. You know, it's like I and love that's it. what part of the tapping is, you know? It's and, it's part of the 
where's the gap where so what people say is no i believe that script so the trust yeah. the lord with all your heart and lean on, on your own understanding so that you can acknowledge him in all your ways so i'll say to a client that they'll quote the scripture to me and i'll say but what part of that you do you not believe because we're treating mm. ocd here so mm. you, you can't trust in the law with all your heart because otherwise you yeah, wouldn't have yeah, ocd yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah. here where's the gap and mm. let's figure out what enemy what lie the enemy is feeding you to keep you in this place and then let's mm. pluck that up somehow and let's trust in the law with all our heart so it's like gap analysis every time you believe mm. that scripture in here but it hasn't dropped to the heart yet otherwise you wouldn't be behaving like this so mm. let's look at the gap and let's work through that and you know that can take sometimes six weeks. All of a sudden, they forgive their parents for abusing them, and all of a sudden, it's gone, and they trust. Them. And then sometimes it mm. can take forever. Mm. You know. Mm. So one of the things that I love about a lot of the stuff that you shared, much of which I've never heard of or don't know much about before this conversation, <laughs> but one of the mm. things that I love about it is that it shows. Like I feel like it gets. I, I think it really gets the balance between being someone who looks at studies and understands what the truth is according to god's word and god's way but isn't afraid to be open enough to use their brain and think through things because yeah. i think like even with some of the things you were describing um, earlier in the conversation like it fascinates me how we sometimes will just look at it as yeah i'm not feeling great or i'm in a funk after a long period of time i'm still in a funk or i've gone back to doing the same habit but yeah the way that you're describing it the things that you've been speaking through talk about things like chemical imbalances like things that are like scientific <laughs> and not necessarily things yeah. that um, a lot of people are comfortable with even exploring especially when yeah. we've kind of been conditioned to think in a way that is just very down the line and if it doesn't fit this box of what I've been told for the last 10 years and what they told them for the last 10 years before that yeah. then yeah. it's just something we don't we don't touch it we don't go near it um but it's, I really yeah, do sense there's me. a lot of objectivity in the thinking and stuff that you're sharing yeah absolutely and I remember you know Hebrews 11 one I remember listening to Caroline Leaf I mean this was just after I was newly saved and she talked about you know faith is a substance of all mm. things hoped for and I was like whoa you know like matter, mind over matter and neuroscience mm. we proved mm. this over and over again and like faith is a substance of all things hoped for and a confidence in things not seen I was like that's mm. that's a coaching book in itself you know it's just mm. <laughs> it's like that so God says it's a substance you know which means it's mm. matter which means it exists and when science talks about when you think the protein literally rewires the brain and it and it becomes something new i mean like that's hope isn't it like that's what i see mm. happen to clients they go with they go from complete darkness to hope and that's mm. what and then once you've got hope the holy spirit can minister it's when the it's when the enemy's got you trapped in all those lies that but it's the substance anyway that's matter and all sorts <laughs> mm. <laughs> we can go on forever we need another three hours we need a part two we definitely <laughs> no, need for part sure. two. i think we might need five parts on this one because <laughs> the questions as well loaded honestly <laughs> oh absolutely yeah. yeah but um but i'm conscious of time um and we obviously want to have you definitely back for multiple other episodes oh, I'd love so I'm sure to. We'll definitely do but i do have one question i want to squeeze in there if i may be permitted yeah, to squeeze that in yeah yeah, yeah 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 um 
Claire has client suit, so <laughs> that's fine. Hopefully, yeah, I didn't call past. Just... I'll text them. Say you have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the last question is for anybody who's listening, um, who's heard like just some of the conversation, and they're thinking, you know what? Maybe there's some work for me to do on renewing my soul, and mm. maybe there's some undoing that I need to do. Are there any practical tips that you would have for them that they can maybe start thinking about or working through today? And the follow-on from that is, how do people contact you if they want to reach out? The first one is, it's, it's quite simple really, in that, you know, our, our beliefs produce our behaviours, right? And, and what we are. And if you're having behaviours and feelings and emotions that you don't like, we have to somehow rewire, renew those beliefs in God's word. So mm. if you're the kind of person that's thinking, well, I can't just sit and read the Bible, it bores me and all that kind of stuff. Literally, mm. none of us have any excuses anymore. You could Google Bible for depression and it will come up with all the scriptures, you know, mm. pick them all and start studying them. You know, Enduring Word, the app Enduring Word, I think is the best thing mm. I ever saw because if I look up faith is the substance of all things hoped for, it gives me the context, the bridge, the what does it mm. mean, like why did he say it, who did he say it to, why, you know, and I study that. Just that one scripture could really help you to understand why am I feeling depressed, why, mm. you know, but also, you know, I'll always recommend Dr. Caroline Leaf's work because she's just unbelievable where the way she link science and quantum nature and what the creator has done for us and us and how it fits with our so she talks about how the mind renews the brain so you've got your body soul and your spirit she talks about the fact that if you don't sort the body part out which is what i'm writing a thing on at the moment is that if you just stay in flesh because it links with the somatic healing we were talking about earlier the somatic side of it if you don't if you don't use the mind by renewing in the Bible to renew the body, the brain, the organ mm. in the head, then you're stuck with this conflict because actually I was gonna say earlier that the thing I see the most from going from being a secular coach to a Christian coach is Christians are worse off when you're in depression or anxiety or trauma because mm. now you have a bar that the Bible's now given you. So now you've got guilt because you're not living up to what you mm. actually need mm. to live up to. Plus you've got mm. church or pastoral or whatever saying yeah but the bible says this we we don't live in depression Mm. as christians and so now not only do they just feel the way they feel in this human nature they've now got this massive conflict of this is how i should be living and Mm. and that is a real so i think it's an so if you're listening and you want to start working on yourself honestly there is absolutely there's so many podcasts out there your podcasts are amazing you go through them and and it's all about making a decision to cognitively re-imprint something you want to become, mm. which is Jesus, you know? Mm, mm, and if you mm. start to do that, you can do that millions of different ways. There's no excuse nowadays with earphones and phones and, you know, instead of going on scrolling, go on podcasts mm. and listen and rewire yourself, mm. you know, to, to who Jesus is. Get to know the covenant you live in and what you've got available to you, you know? It's like exciting mm. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. um, no. I'm fired and, you know, up. My, my company, <laughs> uh, uh, there's there's a Facebook page called Christian EFT. I don't even know what it's called. Um, it says it's called Christian EFT and coaching, and it's by me, Claire Patterson. And there's lots mm. of uh, tools on there on how to, you know, how to understand somatic psychology. Because to be honest, when I do workshops, I run workshops, and I just explain the physiological effects of trauma and how it can keep you out of spirit 
you know like mm-hmm. so god because they all say i don't hear from him anymore well you you won't because you're over here being lied to completely by mm-hmm. the end so it's yeah. like this this shift just to understand that the physiological effects of trauma and the amygdala function sets people free because they realize mm. they're not they're not you know god's not punishing them they're not mm. being left you know this is a flesh versus spirit war and you know and all mm. the time you're in flesh the, the the door's wide open for the enemy and he's just using that so let's find the lies get rid of the lies mm. and let you realize mm. you know where where that is and so that's on the facebook page and i, I run workshops sometimes that people can jump on and join in um mm. and then my fate my website is transforminsideout.co.uk so we'll we'll i will get those from you and we'll actually put them in the show notes yes so that people yeah can, i'll put them in there yeah can kind of access yeah. that as well Claire, thank mm. you so yeah. so much. It's been yeah. so thank you for joining us. Honestly, thank you for part one. I don't know if I've answered any of your questions or just gone off on one, but uh, no, 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 you asked the questions we didn't even know we had. <laughs> it's been so good. Yeah, and I'm happy to do a part two. Let's do it. Let's book it. Yeah, let's Brilliant. do that. Let's do <laughs> that. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank and you thank so you guys much. for listening. Um, and if yeah. you have any God questions for Claire for part two, definitely hit them over to us and we will, yeah, we'll ask her. Maybe we'll do a live or something and she can answer. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Brilliant. Cool. Thank Wonderful. You Thank you. Right. Peace.